Andy, that's the extent yes, of it. We just is, record on the phone. Well, as far as we've got in a year. If I knew that was the extent of it, I could do this at home. Yeah, that's the thing about podcasts. <laughs> you can do it at home. That's why everyone makes fun of them. I thought it was going to be like, you know, there were going to be like some type of headset and like a big microphone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I yeah. got a headset. I can give you Yeah, do you, you need a headset? You won't be able yeah. to hear shit on it. I just thought this would be in Casey's room so we could look at all of his cool action figures or whatever. I don't have any you action, have action figures. Oh, no. you don't have action figures. Does Casey really seem like the kind of dude that would have action figures? He like, in his seems 30s? like he wouldn't. Is there but something there about be, me that would make? There's like the possibility of action figures. You never rule out the kind of guy who has an action figure. I do have a box full of them at my parents' house. If you had, I don't. Can we go get that right now? Hmm? Can we go get that right now? Yeah, Aaron, go ahead. Yeah, why don't you leave? We'll do the podcast. No, yes. okay, They're <laughs> all in the box. You're not allowed to. My touch dad will punch you when you enter his house. But he's old and frail, so it won't do anything. Well, I take it back. I mean, Aaron is not the biggest dude in the world. (laughs) Why don't you introduce yourselves, though, so that they know who's talking? Go ahead. I am Aaron Weir from the uh, previously mentioned in the Jason Com and Tom Iceford episode. Oh, that's true. Finally making it. Oh, yeah. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Weir. This is Aaron Weir's job interview to be our friend. friend. (laughs) Slash assistant. Uh, Can you run a soundboard? Yeah. You don't okay. need sure. Do you have access to <laughs> to equipment that we could use, like a soundboard? Like a soundboard. Like a soundboard. <laughs> I have a sound effects app on my phone. Okay, okay that'll do. This is. I mean, this interview has been not fruitful, but it has proven what we've needed to know. You're at you're at the 80th percentile, mm-hmm. which is above the curve. Mm-hmm. So I think you're you're close. There's one other person here who's yep. not talking. I was talking. Were you? I yeah, told her. I told really her to shut up. Just, to just shut all up. over each other. <laughs> anyway, my name is Brandy Rarenbach. 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 Yeah, I've been oh, saying why? it wrong the whole time as well. Rarenbach. I've been giving him more of the Rarenbach. Mm. Elijah's also here. Yeah. yeah, but he's not. He's he doesn't roommate. count. I've, I'm just acknowledging his presence. He's sitting here. There's whiskey on the table. Yeah. So. No one said you could talk. We intruded his. <laughs> we intruded on his video game I was time. First. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing cock of duty. Did they got that now? Yeah, yeah dude. Oh. <laughs> it's like a cock of duty. Is that a new game that came out? Called no, no, I'm not they, familiar. I think it's a anal porn. Actually. They've been playing that game for a long time. It's a it's a poop horn. A poop horn, and not a poop horn. Mm-hmm. A poop horn. Poop horn, with an H. Yeah, poop horn. Yeah. yeah. Cock of duty. It's <laughs> pretty similar to. Well, we're off to we're off to a, a banging start. <laughs> it's the best start we've had. It's probably the best while. start we've ever had. I'd like to blame that on Aaron. Why? Because that's it's just easy. what we do. <laughs> I've noticed that about our scene is that just if, everything yeah, and and whether you deserve it or not, no, whether somebody's got to be around. Even if you're not involved at all, you still get blamed. Well, right. I'll yeah. figure out a way. I'll take responsibility. Uh, I knew what I was getting into. Well, <laughs> really, what we take away from this is we have to get a new Aaron. Uh, new Aaron. I don't think smaller. I would get really insecure and like really <laughs> edge if there was somebody that if there was another me There's that people started Aaron. making fun of. I'm going to say we need a new Aaron that is a couple years older than you, female, and far more attractive. Yeah. 
Is that, is that possible? <laughs> no, it's totally possible. Well, you might be a hot dude, but a I'm hot a female comedian in Spokane. Well, and now you just now you're not doing <laughs> yourself hurts. any favors right now because you get a lot of shit about that, and now you're just fucking backing that up. I'm just you gotta come to terms with your strengths. That's true, and that's what's wise of you because by getting upset at people who give you shit about that, you're only empowering them. Am I, am I allowed to get mad at people who give me? Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. I just think. What do you mean? I would just laugh and go along with ha 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 ha. Thumbs well, up. No, you gotta get mad. You gotta get mad. Yeah. Well, you can't just get walked over. No. You know what I mean? Like, then, then once you're, once you're like already. Say, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I don't appreciate the way you're speaking to me right now. And then people will make fun of you more. Right. That's and true. Then, <laughs> and then you can just let them walk all over you. Yeah. <laughs> but once you gotta step up for yourself once. Yeah. Just like once. Yeah, just the one time. Like uh, like today during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, Bruno Mars, he wouldn't let Coldplay walk all over him. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Bruno Mars, he said, "No, guys, I'm wearing a leather suit, and I'm clearly not singing the words that are coming out of my mouth." Also, who's the dude from Coldplay? Chris Martin. Yeah, I like how they told him you need to wear black, and he said, mm. "No, I'm not going to let you walk all over me. I'm wearing white." Yeah. So that I stand out at the end of the... Hello. Network. So is we, is this joint not going to be enough for you? I didn't know what was going on because you were taking like an hour to figure it out. Ooh. So I was going to help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Restart the recording. Restart it. No, I had to start. <laughs> I'm going to say this is probably the most polite anyone's ever been. Yeah, I'm yeah. their own piece. I'm totally down for yeah, her to smoke her own share, weed. Where'd you get your weed at? At the um, store by Baskin Robbins. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. I like to go there and get a clown cone after I buy it, make an evening out of it. Clown cone? Yeah, it's like that. It's an ice cream cone upside down with a clown cone. Oh, uh, so here I thought it was a weed thing. <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought we were talking about a weed thing. No. I thought it was something you smoke it up. So what are you smoking there, Brandy? This is an indica. And it's called? I have no idea. How do you That's not have an idea? Thing. And why isn't it in its original packaging from the store, which because it has to be illegally in to transport it? This was the original packaging, but I pulled the sticker off the side because the jar is pretty. Oh, snap! She <laughs> shut me down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, really? I even you, took that lighter fluid and got all the sticky you off You don't the remember side. what it's called at all? Uh, what it is a lemon haze in Indica? Yeah. It might possibly be that. It might be that. <laughs> I don't remember. It, okay. Well, guys... Perfect. Lemon haze. She's but, gonna smoke that over there. Yeah, all by myself. Yeah, because I'm not smoking that. Um, <laughs> Gross. I don't have a lighter. Though. Ah, <laughs> looks lighter. like I'm the only one who's gonna be smoking <laughs> weed today, motherfuckers. <laughs> and so what I've got is a joint of Fire Alien Strawberry, Ooh. which is Fire Alien stra- crossed with Strawberry Kush. And I'm really excited for it because... Uh, it's tested as high as 26% from an indoor crop. But this is an outdoor crop of it, so it should be a little bit less. Uh, it smells like strawberries. I mean, not like crazy, but enough that like... Yeah, I can smell it. You're like, oh. Is that from your farm? What? No, it's not <laughs> from the farm I work on. <laughs> what do you guys make there? We... I don't know anything about it. Make weed... <laughs> That we sell to people. Yeah, it was a strange. And not 
take from work and smoke later. No, of course not. I wasn't either. Um, we make a lot of kinds of weed at the farm. That's the beauty of it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like how many strains? Well, we had 40. 40? Yeah. Can I borrow your lighter? No, you can't <laughs> borrow you my have lighter. A lighter no, again. Somebody has a lighter. You're going to have to stove it. Hold on. We're smoking this weed first. Okay, okay. And we're going to talk about it. Let's mm-hmm. do it. We're doing it. Yeah. Okay. We're so in the process. Strawberry scented. Yeah. Got it. Now. Came from the farm. Here, look at it. And talk about it. Um, or wait, you know what? I'll talk about it. Jar. You light this joint up. Do you know I've how to never, light a joint? No, I've never. Put the other end in your mouth. This one? Yep. You've like never smoked a joint? No, only ever out of a bong or a pipe. <laughs> you are fucking kidding. Give me that joint I've only back. I've been smoking for like eight months. So? I've only been Wait, smoking for eight months. Since it was... Since it was legal. Since That's you were allowed to? That's the first time I ever had marijuana. You never smoked it before that? Nope, never before that. Not at Why? So, because it was illegal? Because my parents are scary. They're what? scary, yeah. terrifying people. How so are everyone's parents, dude. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 28. 28. Gonna be 28, yeah. What? Okay. I don't buy it. So your what parents are like, they grew up, they were probably in high school in the 60s, 70s? No, they actually, my 80s. dad and mom graduated in 86, 85 and 86. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And very young. Okay. So, but right they don't the, like weed? No. Like, they grew up in the midst of the war mm-hmm. on drugs. Like very religious, very religious. Oh. Hmm. Did you tell them, uh... That the Lord put all the plants down here for the people? Because, I mean, he says that in the Bible he wrote himself. He's like, all these plants, they're down here for you guys. That's true. There you go. And it's proven, like, it's basically like an indisputable fact that cannabis was one of the anointing oils. Hmm. And he he wanted you to slash and burn. Hmm. I think that's what the point. It's good to know. I'll tell Grandma next time I see her. You should. <laughs> well, if you don't tell her, she's never going to know. She's going to go to her fucking grave like not having this beautiful piece of knowledge that you know the lord didn't just invent cows so she could have cheeseburgers but he also made marijuana so that she could have like getting stoned before the cheeseburgers mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. i mean that's a bummer but also I get... fur is murder yeah fur is murder elijah you want to no just me all right all right. Off to a kick and start. <laughs> so did anyone else? We all watched the Super Bowl today, I, I take it? I did not watch the Super Bowl. I did not watch the Super Bowl. No. Hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? I do not have cable at this moment. So. so what about not having cable stopped you from watching the Super Bowl? I couldn't didn't want to go anywhere to watch the Super Bowl with other people who were it's watching on, the Do you Super have a Bowl. TV? I do not have a TV. That's a better answer. Because it wasn't on cable. Oh, is it online? Do they put the Super No, it was on no, broadcast. Like, yeah, it's oh. regular television. Central, you know they uh, still broadcast. just shit TV out over the airwaves, right? For free? You can also stream it, though. Yeah, but I mean, like... With, like, a antenna? Yeah. People do that still? You can buy I, one. That is how I watch TV. I thought that was, like, a lie. Like you have a to have a digital converter. Which most TVs <laughs> You don't need a digital converter. If your TV's not a newer TV... When you say newer, you mean, like, 15 years and... Older. I have no idea what I mean. I just know that, like, you have to have a converter for whatever TV I used to have. If your TV's a flat screen, it turns out it will play it. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you don't have, like, a tube-driven TV, you don't need a converter. But just so you guys know, the Broncos of Denver defeated the Panthers of Carolina. Right? One city's uh, team beat a whole state's team. 
Or two states, I guess, really, when you and think it was, about it. It was the Mile High City, which is a little appropriate. All I know is that the Seahawks didn't do well, and I heard nothing about football for an entire season. Pretty much when was that? Like this entire Seahawks. season. Last okay. year? How did they not do well? They made it to the... Well, no, I mean in comparison <laughs> to last Jesus. year. Jesus. In comparison to last year. What? You couldn't get on Facebook last year without Seahawks every other post. This year, yeah. I didn't see shit. That's crazy. I've had this also, conversation I've, with people. There wasn't a big Seahawks following until they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Then everybody merchandised... Beers and all the things. So you were, remember like, the first time they did it with Hasselback and Sean Alexander? Was that in 05? Because that's what you're talking about, right, Aaron? That's when it first I'm happened? I'm about to show you how much pain, how much I know about football. No, okay. when was the first one they went to? That was like 05, wasn't it? 05, 06? Yeah. I thought so. Right. But they that's not. The they weren't nearly as good as they were back in the glory days with Steve Largent and, and uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy? John Kittman. John Kittman. <laughs> I pay zero attention. This is why people listen to comedy podcasts and talk about football, right? I don't see why they can't do both there. You're so, are you trying to insinuate that football and comedy? To also like the stand up scene. That's for both groups of people. So, like, like tons of people? Like, literally, like, like tons and tons of people? Like, everyone that listens to Bill Burr is like as a whole. I didn't know that Bill Burr talks about football. He, what? He he mentions it a time or two. He, are you uh, joking? <laughs> it's like a huge fucking thing. It's like, that's like what he talks about almost every podcast. He talks about the fucking Patriots, dude. And how cool the fucking Patriots yeah, are. The Patriots. What's up with the dried roses? It's an omen. It's classy. I think it's Sentimental. Good. Are they from someone special? Uh, yeah, I just haven't met anyone. Nobody who, lives, off nobody who lives in this house has any special sentimental oh, person. That's sad. No? Am Your I wrong on that? Your home is unusually clean for male inhabitants. What? Like, what are you talking about? It's very tidy in here. I was not expecting this. Probably. Oh, well... We have one roommate that's OCD. <laughs> there you go. You and, only need one. And okay, the other two. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of us try to keep up a little. Mm. It's way yeah. cleaner yeah. than my house, which only <laughs> one dude lives in. <laughs> that, whoever that dude is is a shithead. Real prick. Real jerk. I come <laughs> home every day. He has standing bitch tone. He just <laughs> yeah. talks and people think he's mad. Every day I come home, I'm like, when are you going to get to the dishes, asshole? <laughs> Just throwing shit at yourself in the mirror. Right? <laughs> Clean I, up that mirror. Glass. I almost had a non-self-induced rage moment today, though. Because uh, Super Bowl Sunday, right? I get up, I slap in a little bit. It's like Super Bowl, so it's like a holiday, right? Basically. So I slept in, and uh, I got up. I ate, and I, like, played some video games and, like, watched some Netflix and that kind of shit. And I go to take a shower at, like, 10, 10, 15. And I live in, like, a, one of those repurposed houses that's built, like, sectioned down into apartments in Browns. <coughs> and there's five units, but I'm 100% sure there's only one water heater for the entire building. <laughs> and so at 10 on a Sunday... I, like, turn the cold water on a little, like, to cut the hot, mm -hmm. and then the hot on, and I put my foot in at what are normal shower settings, and it's cold. Ice cold. <laughs> Not quite ice, but it's cold. I'm like, fuck. So I turn the hot up, like, 
pretty hot. And I'm like, perfect. It gets like warm, but not like scalding hot. Yeah. And I, so I cut the hot, I cut the cold off all together. And I'm just like on just like three quarters strength, hot water only, and it's hot, finally, for 35 seconds. <laughs> that would be Friday. I think it was here. Really? Damn, it work. And like, I get in the shower, all the hot water's gone. And like, and he's downstairs in Dan's room doing what God knows what. Well, I came home, yeah, I came home from work and he was on the couch. This is our friend Aaron Fink, who everybody knows. Right. But uh, I came home at around four from work, and he was asleep on the couch with the Jeopardy theme playing. From <laughs> we played PlayStation Jeopardy when we get drunk and come home. Right, who does? It's a normal thing. But he was passed out, and the music was blasted, <coughs> and I just left it on and went to bed. Nice. Because I thought no better punishment. Oh, dude, hundred percent. Waking just wake up. up to the music. I thought he was doing laundry, but I think he just took. <laughs> Like ten showers in a row. Wow. Maybe he just had to rub out a really tough one. Yeah. In the shower, because like someone should text Dan that he's probably out of condition. Because there's no, uh, there's no better place to rub one out at a guest in a guest like in as a guest in a home than the shower. Yeah. Because yeah. it just goes down. Your shame goes down the drain. You don't have to like try to contain it with a. Like some kind of catchy receptacle, or like aim it into your wow. your your eaten potato chip bag or whatever <laughs> it is you're this. doing. No, I've done this. What? I mean, this was just an overnight stay. It wasn't yeah. here for a week. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Brandy, what are you doing? I was looking at this whiskey. Have you never seen that before? Oh, no, I'm just thinking, like, it says all of this nice stuff. It's like, hand, the only handmade aged whiskey, yada, yada, yada. But the font that they use looked like a 12-year-old wrote it. Like, why would you make something and it's 19 barrels of whatever, so special, but then you would choose, like, not even Times New Roman. What is this? Why would you They're use Times New Roman? They're trying to be accessible. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I know the wax is but, like part of the aesthetic of this, but the like this that, just makes me think of baby people like wax, cheese. Uh, like whiskey. Their their whiskey's still hand bottled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every and that's why every wax is different. The whiskey, though, I'm not so. No, that's sure. Painfully what? manufactured. It's painfully manufactured. I mean, I've tasted it just now and. I mean, it, I'm sure every bottle or it has to taste the same. There is, like, some form of consistency that they try and keep making Maker's Mark. I would hope. I don't know. I've never had Maker's Mark before. I drink um, uh, gasoline. I want to pull this off. What do you, Please what do don't you normally, pull it off. Okay, I won't. What do you I normally drink? I try to drink, um, well, if I actually am buying, like, an actual bottle of booze for myself, usually I just buy something really, like, cheap. I have no taste in whiskey. And that's specifically why I was brought on to mention everybody. To mention how much you how hate. much I hate whiskey. <laughs> I don't buy how that. Much you hate that's my not most true. Thing in the world. No, Maker's Mark is good. So, though. like, if you if you bought a bottle of whiskey for yourself, you would just buy like the cheapest one. Yeah, I usually only need like two or three servings, so not like an actual. It's like a commitment. Like, you so, know people so buy, my question to you is, like, miniatures a lot. Like, people like buy if you only ones. need two or three servings, why wouldn't you buy the best shit? Since you know, like, you're not going to be pounding the whole bottle. Like, there's a reason, like... Now, when you say the best shit, does that include, like, Fireball or, like... 
I wouldn't say so, but no, if you, you think like it does, then that is cool. Like, <laughs> you, yeah. Do you know anything about like the, the flame retardant chemicals that they put in Fireball? No, well, I don't, but I believe it. Uh, I think they probably put, to me, it seems like something they would put... Uh, it's called Fireball. <laughs> I think they would put ester of wood rosin in it. Like, it seems like the kind of thing that would have, like... Like, you know what I mean? Like, some kind of weird... Something, uh, what else can he make up? Esther of wood rosin is not a made-up ingredient. I'm just giving you shit. You're a fucking dick. I was trying to think of that thing they put in, uh, in citrus sodas that, that only the American... Oh, brominated vegetable oil. Where they take, they treat vegetable oil with bromine, and then that allows the citrus flavors to be suspended more evenly throughout your sodas. But like, that's why Fireball is so. We're the only industrialized nation that still allows it. Still allows it in our soda. It's like (laughs) if you bought like a Mountain Dew in Britain, it wouldn't have that, but it still tastes like citrus. Do you think they have Mountain Dew in Britain? No. No. You think that's even? But I think the they have citrus soda. I think they have citrus soda. I think that's a universal. That's true. And the reason I think that is because of Coke and the re- and the way that they created Fanta during World War II, so that they'd still be able to sell things to the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally true. That's true. Fanta Orange was created so Coke could sell soda to the Nazis during World War II. This has been a moment in time with Josh Tiefer. Or they think it's Josh Tiefer's, like, bingo board. Like, words that I think he's going to say, and if I get five in a row, I get some kind of prize. You totally get a prize. Yeah. I will... I'll let you keep that lighter. Yeah. That's not mine. (laughs) I will... Let's create the bingo board. I'm going to put on there, Industrialized Nation, America, Bernie Sanders... I don't fracking. talk about Bernie Sanders or fracking. Oh, darn it. You clearly haven't listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I feel bad. I haven't. That's okay, because no one that's been on the podcast <laughs> has listened to it except for, like, Charles. Who and, we brought on specifically because he listened to every episode. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it's like and people felt, are like, like oh, rebut. yeah, I heard you guys are doing that. Cool. And now I can be like, yeah, we've been doing it for a year. <laughs> People come on and they're like, what's this all about? What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I listened to the podcast really religiously in the beginning of it. Like, when you guys... I, I started, like, right as you guys began the podcast. And I think through, like, the first quarter of it, I listened to every episode, like, pretty frequently. Because I didn't know anybody else in the scene. Like, I didn't, wasn't very good friends with the comedians. And you guys were the only ones who had the podcast going on. So, um... And now you're Brandy, your friends? Yeah. I'm friends with Brandy. We're best Hooray! Oh. He's gonna help me put on my wedding dress. I have one friend in comedy so far. Hey, are, are you, you friends? Yeah, no. I have friends. <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't try to hang out with us very much, though. And that's okay. Because I'm the same way. Like, I know I have friends in the comedy clique, but I really don't hang out with very many of them. And that's not a you guys thing, that's like a me thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I like to go out and see everybody at open mic or at their shows and hang out while we're mm-hmm. at the bar. And then the second I'm not around anyone, I'm like, cool, I don't want to see anyone. I want to go to my home and be not talked to. That's, that's true. That's, like, all I want. I'm not, I don't consider myself an introvert or any of those, like, who well, I'm an outgoing introvert. Like, no, no, I know I'm an extrovert. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I feel like part of being an extrovert is having that, like, 
recharge time where you're in your little hole being yeah. like, yes, yes, I'm just wearing underwear and eating the same chili. Yes. <laughs> Which is basically like my, if it hadn't been Super Bowl Sunday, that's mm-hmm. what I would have done. Mm-hmm. I make a crock pot of chili every weekend. That is the weird thing about <laughs> show business just... and like stand up is if you like stand up enough and you do it, you have to learn how to do other stuff like be able to talk to people. Besides yeah. just to tell jokes. Oh, you for sure. Had it. Like, hey, do you want to be the funny. Same open, Just be at the open mics for 10 years, or do you actually you have to actually go talk to the people who are yeah. doing stuff? Being funny yeah. is only like half of it, or maybe, maybe two-thirds of it. But like, a big part of it is networking. And I'm terrible now that I'm a stoner <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with out of sight, out of mind. Mm. So like, if I meet someone in Seattle at an open mic, and then I don't see him again for three months... I don't know who they are. <laughs> I got no idea. And they'll, a lot of times, remember who I am, which is weird and flattering, and I'm like, oh, no. Cool. That's not just stoner, though. Is I think, it for me, though, one, it's worse. Like, like before I got into pot, when I was a summer camp yeah. counselor, before I got taken by the devil's lettuce, uh, I used to... Huh? Kale. Kale, indeed. Before mm-hmm. I got deep into kale. I used to be good with names. Like, I could remember those kids' names, like, right after I got introduced. And now I'm just like, you're a woman, so it is a Y or an I-E? Huh? <laughs> Becky? Christy? Carrie? Siri? Brandy? Oh, Brandy? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm very memorable. You are? Yeah. Really? I just was saying that. Well, there's no. not a lot it's of true. girl comics. No. That's true. And we get excited when we see like even ones that only perform <coughs> once. Like I you we were at an open oh, mic yeah. and we watched a lady in a flower dress and she had some weird southern subjects oh to my talk God. about. What was and, that? Yeah, I was like, is this lady I you know, I legitimately <laughs> like thought the this lady, lady from Carolina? Yeah, the yeah. lady from the that South Carolina scary. accent. It you, was terrifying. When you oh. watch somebody go on stage and they are doing so bad that you're wondering, like, this person is like a headliner, they're like a professional comic. They have to be. They're just fucking with everyone in the she room. She said right now. she had people from NBC in that room. She told Matt Dargan to not put her on first because she had people from NBC that were coming to watch her. In Spokane? In Spokane, Washington. And then the whole five minutes all she did was talk about doing She definitely it. Yeah. She didn't, didn't tell any it. jokes. She just talked about That's it. That's weird. I've seen that one before. The person you've never seen perform comedy ever, they're just they're a stranger to you, and they just talk about how long they've been doing stand-up. Yeah. I will say that I thought at first that Matt Dargan was being unjust and like kind of mean to her, but the then you more watch I watched later. her... No, the more I watched her be... The more I was like, oh, no, he's doing... This is fine. Like... Because <laughs> what was she, he doing? She came up to him, and she's like, Hey, uh... Will you... Just so you know, I haven't... Will you just do this intro card for me, please, before I come up? <laughs> so she gave him I an... I heard about that. She gave I don't want to do that. intro card. <laughs> you should. Let's we all, all did that. <laughs> the next time he hosts, everybody <laughs> But I want to have my headshot on it, and then all my stats on the back, like a trading card. <laughs> like, hey, man, I just want you to have that. <laughs> it's not my rookie card, so it's not going to be worth as much, but that's for you. Oh, I wanted, I have an idea for something about that, like our comedy event. There's uh, there's rumblings around the, the Spokane comedy scene. 
mm-hmm. about some new shows that are going to be coming out. I've been uh, semi-reluctantly brought into the fold over at Spoke Comedy. Nice. And that I'm kind of hesitant about it. They seem really cool with me being a part of the administrative group, and I don't know if I want all that responsibility. Right. Mm. Are you, Casey, <coughs> do you do the Spoke Comedy page? Who is in charge no, of we that? we do comedy in Spokane. That's a different group. Ah. Nick Cavassier runs well, Comedy. Right. But he's got the uh, drink and debate once a month at the Big Dipper. I have the observatory. Uh, the Tamarack, I think, is it lounge or the brewery or restaurant or whatever? I think it's a tasting room. Okay, so Tamarack. You could call it a brew pub? Yeah. Brewery, brew sure. house, something like that. They contacted Spoke Comedy. They want a show. They want to do trivia and comedy. Uh-huh. And then all we'd have to do is get one more place to give us a monthly. And then we'd have one show a week each month that was, like, not just an open mic. Right. That was like, hey, this is uh, my thing at the observatory. is like a showcase, like a feature showcase. The thing at the Big Dipper is like a drink and debate. There's some talk about doing like a roast battle kind of a thing, which I think a roast battle would be awesome. And that's the trading card thing is what brought that up to me. Because like if we do roast battles, I want to have like season stat tracks, you know, like <laughs> like start like a season for the so roast you're battles. So you keep track of all this. Stuff? Yeah, I don't give a shit if that's what it has to be done. I'll do it. Yeah, but start like Excel? a season. You do Excel. Yeah. Okay. I'm a nerd. I know how to do Excel. <laughs> But, like, keep track of a season and then, like, tie the start of the season and the finish of the season to the college semester or quarter or whatever. So, like, that the season goes, the length of the quarter, and then for finals week, like, you have, like, a playoffs. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And then you could keep track of it and we could do trading cards. We could do <laughs> really kitschy trading cards. Yeah. And I think that would be awesome. I want to see a cool statistics page with all the comics in it. Yeah, with dude, like, like cool Yo thing. Mama Disses or like whatever the categories we come right. up to track are. Smoked three pounds of weed since January 1st. <laughs> <laughs> that's so much weed, dude. That's over a pound a month right now. <laughs> I'm just like... You're stressed out just thinking about it. I am so stressed How am out. I, gonna, I can't hit those kind of numbers. I can't. I can't even really do a pound a year. Smoking a pound of weed in a year, that's over an ounce a month. Really? Yeah. There's 16 ounces in a pound. I've had parties that went through, like, almost an ounce a week. That's cool. Um, kudos to them. I mean, I don't know. I think if you're going to smoke <laughs> an ounce of flour weed a week, you should just be dabbing. Yeah. Like... Well, this is before the whole dabbing scene. Right. I get it. <laughs> you can reach a point where you kind of hit, like, a saturation... Like, your blood just cannot hold any more THC. Like, that's a thing for real. We did that to ourselves on a ski trip to Canada. Yeah, the fraternity used to take a ski trip up over uh, President's Day weekend every year, and we went to Nelson, and we'd stay up at one of the hostels or one of the cheaper motels or whatever, right? And they had this shop called Holy Smoke, 
that was like a head shop and like a stoner clothing shop, right? It was in an old house that had been renovated, but you'd go in and you'd say like, the key was to say, hey man, is the kitchen open? And so you'd walk through into what was the kitchen of this house, and the second you walked through on your left, there'd be like this tray, a big metal silver tray sitting out, and it would have little piles of like the different kinds of weed they had. And if they had hash, or if they had some mushrooms or something, like, they would just have little piles of drugs there. And you could buy weed there. As much weed as you wanted. <laughs> like, getting a $60 quarter back in, like, 2003 of good weed, that was, like, unfucking heard of You know what I mean? Like, cheap, incredible weed. And we would all buy, like, a quarter for ourselves just for the two-day weekend. Which is, like... So we'd smoke, we'd smoke joints, like, from every place to every other place. Like, okay, we're going to go to the bar. Okay, so uh, we got to roll a joint from here to this bar, and from this bar to this bar, and from that bar to that bar, and that Plan bar to home. <laughs> and we made a res- resolution to, like, not smoke in the hotel, because we didn't want to be those people. Yeah. But we all just had so much really stinky weed that we were just rolling into joints, all in the same area of the hotel that they fucking thought for sure. That we were smoking weed and they came up and like, well, you motherfucker, like, you have to stop. And we're like, dude, we're not smoking weed. That doesn't like, sound like a Canadian person at all. I know, dude. That was so weird. Like they were pissed were and they? we're like, dude, we bought the weed here. Were they like, immigrants? I don't know, dude. They so did. They said, you motherfucker. I think it would be more like. Well, I'm obviously I'm paraphrasing. Excuse me. Right. No, they were not saying excuse me. They were pretty adamant. Pardon me, chap. It was crazy, too, because the thing I noticed in Canada is that no one on the street would sell you weed. Like, we'd get there on a Friday night when the head shop was closed, and you'd be like, okay, I'm trying to get, like, some weed to smoke, because we're not taking weed across an international border. That's just fucking dumb. And it's Canada, so you know there's going to be weed, right? So we'd get there, and we'd be like, hey, guys, you know where we can find some bud? And they'd always be like... Oh man! Uh, oh. Here, here you go, no, dude. Remember, they would give us. Weed. I remember them giving. People, They'll give you yeah. weed, but they would never let you give them money. For and then they'd maybe oh. want you to like buy them a beer. Or yeah, maybe, but like, dude, beers. I remember a guy gave us two grams of hash <laughs> once. He's just like, here, you guys have a good night with this, and he just gives us this giant brick of hash, or like a little chunk of hash, and we're like, can we give you a twenty for this? He's like, oh no 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 no. Like we're fucking suspicion. Interpol or something. I have a sneaking suspicion you're with the Mountie. Right, like, I don't want Hey, hey, you clearly 19-year-old American stoner. You're with the RCMP, yeah, aren't you? I've with... seen this outfit before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Looks like he just got out of a 311 concert. Yeah, you're I don't trust it. No fear t-shirt mm-hmm. and some airwalks. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Casey Lambass, a whole generation. Yeah. <laughs> I was there with you guys. So how how do you like your Maker's Mark now that it's opened up a bit? I uh, I enjoy Maker's Mark. Uh, I do too. Mostly, mostly as a sipping whiskey. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people like it in Manhattan's and old fashions. Old fashions. I do too. I don't think I think it's too smooth for that. I don't think it has enough like punch in it for me to mix it with other things. Oh, that makes sense. I don't personally agree, but I know what you mean. It's yeah. not a biting bourbon. It doesn't have right. that, a lot of that like oak. 
Right. And like I'm gonna, <coughs> if I was gonna do a mixed drink, I'd be like Booker's. It's gonna be like, if you drink it straight, it assaults your <laughs> your taste like, buds. They have a hundred proof. proof yeah. yeah, but they do have lower than that. But it's a good sipping whiskey. I am good. And I enjoy the font on the bottle, brandy. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> brandy. Abby, maybe you think it's fun. I don't know. I wonder what kind of font was on that weed you bought, but we'll never know. Oh, bubble letters. Oh, shit. Bubble letters. Bubble letters. Nothing says a good time like a bubble letter, Casey. That's why you took the label off. <laughs> like a good Comic Sans or Joker font on my drug yeah, right. drugs I'm about to Papyrus. Ingest. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. The sad thing is there is probably a whiskey with papyrus font on it. God, I hope not. I'll stop drinking whiskey. That's not true. Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's talk about fonts. Yeah, so you two are here. Yeah, we are yes. here, Andy. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna bring this up, so I'm glad you did because it. Because you're gonna be booking shows at yeah. some point. Yes, together. What are what are we're gonna try and do a collaborative project? Yes. Hopefully, like what's the format gonna be? Is it gonna be what showcase feature showcase open mic? <laughs> Like, Definitely not another open mic. That's not what we're going yeah. for. No. Have you thought of any locations or talked to anyone? That's a good question. Hey, what kind of venues are you in touch with that want to put up? See, I showcase? wanted to go to Idaho. Like, I just wanted to get out of Spokane. Okay. I haven't been anywhere else. I can't go to Seattle while well, the weather's shitty. Weather's not shitty. On the pass, it's not? Oh, yeah, they fine. shut it down. There was a I thing. have a phobia about driving over the pass. Take the train! Ew. What? No. Are you kidding me? I don't me? want to be around other The train people. is luxurious. The train is lovely. I like the train. The train the is train luxurious. No, see, seriously. How many hours does it take to get there? But it goes really late at night, so you're yeah. asleep. You sleep all the way there, you get there at 9 in the morning, yeah. and you're fresh. You pay less than an airline, and you get, <laughs> you get like a luxury, full, like, first-class row to yourself. And it puts you right downtown. It in does. Seattle. It's Wait, pretty sweet to Seattle. I'm not with, saying with the beds or without the beds. No, no, no you just beds. get the chairs. No, yeah, that's the one they've taken before. If you get two seats to yourself, you fold it down and. Yeah, like dude, a, it's like the but, most. It's yeah, like no, getting it's a great. business class. Seat. Yeah, it's pretty you fucking like it. ridiculous. I'm just yeah, saying. Little tip. It leaves Spokane <laughs> at three thirty. You get there at eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. I was thinking of the Greyhound. If you have to choose between the Greyhound and the train, please choose the train. train yeah. If that option is available, I can't tell you how many bad Greyhound rides that I've had. All right. So you're looking for the new. Well, going to start looking. See, I wanted to start this in January, but then I didn't realize oh. that I would be in the Bing show. So that's been like, we've only written together twice so far. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we. This is gonna be, you know, three months away. Easy. I thought it would be by March, but yeah, things have been busy. I don't know. I think once you start talking to venues, mm-hmm. you should have an idea ready of exactly what you want to do, uh-huh. how much time you want to take up for them, and if you want money, how much money you want, mm-hmm. and if you want them to charge it, like have all that. Yeah, you gotta. The more out. ducks yeah. you have, because they're gonna that. ask you right up front, and they're gonna want to. They're going to want to start it, like, the next week. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. They generally don't like this shit around. Like, they like, just, oh, you have an idea? Because if they're into it, then they will want to start it right away. But mm-hmm. you'll, yeah. like, you'll want to do it, like, with You need a couple weeks to promote. To promote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, like, three months before we even start calling places. Because the thing is, like, working together, it's not just, like, booking shows with each of us. Like, our material is going to be together for oh. part of the show. 
So it's like separate acts, but then like a collaborative thing at the end. And it can't feel sketchy or like, you know, it can't be like a play or anything written out. Like it has to be like a natural feeling conversation, but something that we've had before. So, well, that's my idea anyway. (laughs) We'll see where (laughs) it goes. I like that. That works pretty well for like the uh, the Bing shows, like Tom and Missy and Steve. That's is it. How much of that is scripted versus how much of that do they think up on the spot? I know there is a big. There's a lot of scripts, sure, but do they? How much like improv? Improv. You're you, you're an end. You tell me like how much you're gonna go on stage well, this, for the show, uh, right? This one's completely different than the other ones. They I would say not much though. Like I would say maybe the overall dialogue may be improv, but the beats are really well laid out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's an idea of where you're heading. Mm-hmm. You might not have to say that exact, exact line unless there's a callback, but at least this is what I take from watching it go down. It doesn't sound like it's verbatim written out, but it seems like there's definitely beats, there are jokes that are there, they know what jokes they're going for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It comes off not quite as easily as, like, a conversation. If that makes sense. Like... I don't know. I think that's one of the hardest things to do on stage is to make conversations that have interjections and that kind of stuff that are scripted sound really authentic. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's just them rehearsing it over and over. Yeah. yeah and that's all. I mean, that, that's yeah. all that can be. You just have to be that familiar with the timing. <laughs> so. Stand up with more people. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys watched, like, the Benson Interruption before? No. It's like a show where there's like uh, Doug Benson like com- doing commentary. Right. I'm people's. aware of it. Yes. But I never watched it. That's Well, I don't feel like that show is very scripted because he's watching a person do their stand-up set and then he just, you know, uh, interjects at random moments during the show and then it's kind of, it like works better. It's like a good way to, for, it's like if you wanted to have Doug Benson do commentary over your stand-up sets. Well, yeah, he does like movie interruptions and stand-up interruptions. But back to what you guys are talking about, because that's why we're here. I didn't change the subject. No. no. <laughs> Nobody, I didn't change the subject. It's fine. See, it just naturally shifts. I wanted it to be less scripted because I want that part of it to be more storytelling. Like, I mean, obviously how we'd figure out what stories we're going to tell is that we've, we've had the conversation before. Yeah. We know what one would be interesting to pass on. But no, it wouldn't be scripted. It would be... I don't know how to describe it. I have it in my head, but mm-hmm. we'll just have to see when we get there. I hope when this podcast comes out, we'll have figured it out by then. <laughs> no, you won't. There's no rush. It's only no, one. It's February. Yeah, I'm, it's February. I'm not doing anything. I have nothing, I have nothing else days, going on. So. It's coming out in two days. And the thing is, the best time to work on materials is summertime. That's when I yeah. got my stuff. What? I love writing in the summertime. Why? Because when you go to the open mic, there's like six, seven people there. Like, I don't feel as guilty telling the same cat joke for a month because I'm trying to get it right. Why would you ever feel guilty about doing that? I don't know. When it's a room full of people, it's just like, hey, I'm telling the exact same thing I told seven days ago, but I can't get it right. Were all those people there seven days ago? I don't know. No, they weren't. And that's an an open mic. That's what it's for. Yeah. You're not at an open mic to impress people, I don't think. I mean, like... I don't think that's the way you should be looking at it. You know what I mean? Like, you will start to impress people as you develop naturally as a comic. You know what I mean? You don't need to be at an open mic worrying in your first couple of years, like, oh, sure, this is this like the tightest five I can do for this open mic? 
What if, you know, fuck, what if one of those dudes who books one of those bringer shows locally sees me? Like, fuck that. Yeah. You don't even want to be in that situation anyway. Like, fucking staffing a bringer show where, like, you don't even get, you get nothing unless you can bring 15 people or something. I like, think we don't have any of those, right? Well, not anymore. Really? There was used to be one. I mean, in a sense, actually, to, okay, I take that back. The shows I promote are essentially bringer shows. You know, like, we get the door. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever, however many people we can get to the show for $5 a head. But it's not per, it's not each individual person. I'm not, I'm not basing, well, I don't know what to, I don't know how to say this. I guess I, I totally am basing the comics pay on how many people, but, like, I'm not keeping anything, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not keeping any part of the door at my shows. Mm. That's not what I want to do. I want the comics to get paid, and then if the bar makes money, then I'll get a cut of that. That's totally cool, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, that's up to me as a show promoter. You know what I mean? That's my job. Like, I book the talent, and then it's my job to get the people there. The people that are doing the show, they have their own promotion, right? You know, they have their Twitter followers or their Facebook feed, right? Right. And there's, you know, obviously you'd like them to do what they can, but, like, at the end of the day, if I had a show and I'm producing it and Casey's my headliner and it's half full, I'm not going to blame Casey. You know what I mean? That's that's on me or perhaps the venue for not properly promoting yeah, our show. Because there's a lot of decisions made between the owner and the book person booking the show. Right. And just each of those individually that has nothing to do with the talent. Right. The talent, their yeah, job is just like, to show up and yeah. kill it. I, I think that's how I would like to look at it. I think the more you can refine your concept before you present it to someone, the better you're going to be. Um, and that's... I mean, that that goes as deep down the rabbit hole as you care to go. So if you guys have, like, a show, like a concept that you come up with, and you have a show name or a name for the concept, yeah. and then you can get, like, art done for that, so you can have posters. And maybe put out, maybe do a couple of YouTube videos. You know what I mean? Like, it's totally up to you. Just whatever. It's but not that hard to get on an open mic with more than one person. People do it all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, don't let that be something that you're not going to... Or, you know, you could just tell the... You could tell the host, be like, hey, I want Aaron and I need to go up in succession in one way or another. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, there's a million ways you could do it. But the concept that I would recommend, and this is what I was taught, I mean, from, like, Morgan Preston, is, like, have your fucking ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. Have high quality images, have like good art and all that shit. Because when you go to a show, when you go to a, a venue owner and you say, Hey, um, I want to do comedy here in like maybe a couple weeks. I don't really know what kind of show, but like I was thinking maybe like on Thursdays at 8. And it's that's all of, you have. They're going like, to look at you like, fuck you. That, that is, that's like basically putting an ad on Craigslist. Right. Like, I'm gonna sell this car. I don't know what kind of car it is. Don't know what kind of engine. Don't worry but, about uh, it. You need a car. I'm not really sure what what I'm gonna charge for it, but you wanna buy it? You know, that's it's, like it's that. really true. Like so, mm-hmm. knowing what you're 
fucking show is going to be, what it's going to be called, what the formatting is going to be. Like, the, the more of that you can do, the better. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to completely contradict myself by saying, but, you know, at a certain point, dude, you got to do it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, like, it's nice to have all that shit, right? But mm-hmm. it's also at a certain point you got to be like, well, fuck, if I don't ever do this, you know, because you can get caught planning it forever. Yeah. I don't know. Things will be as complicated as you want them to be. Like, your mind will make them complicated the more time you give yourself. I know really good bands that never played a single show because they practiced. Yeah. For too long and just never booked a show and never, like, did it, so. Brandy, how are you doing over this there? This has been booking a show with Casey and Josh. <laughs> Yeah, because we're doing it, guys. You guys are. <laughs> we're booking shows. We're finally yeah. turning it's things. It's really on. picked up lately, hasn't it? It really has. I've already this made. Month. Yeah. I've already made a quarter of my yearly goal in comedy money, and it's the first week of February, and that's only from shit this year. That's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's no rollover. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's not a huge goal, but I'm already a quarter of the way there, and the you know basically one month and a week through, and that's not upsetting, you know what I mean? And that's cool. Like, uh, not that money is the only thing that validates things, but yeah, but it is the only thing that I can go and trade for drinks, right? Or like, <laughs> you know, like a part of the room, right? Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. cool if I could tell my landlord, like, dude, I crushed it the other night, and he's like, well. Take $75 off of your rent. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so uh, cool. Standing there living in my landlords. <laughs> oh my god, really I would funny. totally do that. I'm really funny. You are funny. Yeah, right? no, you should start telling your landlord that. I'm, I'm really funny. He knows it's, that. Everybody no, knows that. I'm never, I'm never going to bring that up. <laughs> I try to use, I try to avoid talking about comedy with people in general conversation when somebody asks me, like, what do you like to do? And you're like... I feel like that's a, that's like a, like one of those... It's like a bow tie shaped kind of a thing where like at the very beginning you're super jacked about telling people you do comedy and then as you go through the first like year or two you don't even want to fucking talk about it with people because you know exactly what they're going to say and you're sick of having that fucking conversation or them looking (laughs) at you like real Aaron this is two years in a row (laughs) like what are you but I swear to god once you get closer to five and I'm sure that overall the picture like the longer the picture the more it holds the same shape but I feel like on the five year thing like I'm already back to like <clears throat> this year uh, Thanksgiving and, Hall- and not Halloween but Christmas and all that I've told everyone dude, that's like oh yeah I do comedy like I'm super like I don't get braggy about it and I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you um, a shitty joke a lot of people ask yeah cause they see your name on but like if you keep doing it long enough, those people that are dicks now and skeptics, eventually they're gonna be like, oh, oh, well this is shit, man. Did you he started doing that like five years ago? He stuck with huh? that. That's the longest he's ever done anything. That's so true. <laughs> it's weird, dude. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like when you introduce people to yourself. You're like, you meet your girlfriend's dad, and you're like, what do you, what do you like to do for fun? I do stand-up sometimes. I like to do that a lot. And he's like, oh, I got a great stand-up bit for you. Here, let me tell you uh, something funny that I thought Perfect. Of. Perfect. Let them contribute. And then tell them that that might and not they, work for you, but you have a friend who could really use that uh, joke. 
You're much nicer than I am. I've well, never I, had that happen. I can't. Bro. You've never had I'm, someone be like. I've never had anybody tell me. The amount of like, people telling me that shit. are just. It's Get kind the of, fuck out of I, town. I'm no. very modest. You clearly don't about talk it. about it, do you? Not really, no. Okay. Like, I talk. I mean, Kevin and I talk about it on a daily basis, but other than that. If they see it on Facebook, they know. I don't tell anybody in person, really. Really? Nope. Why not? Just because this is mine. It's not for anybody else. Okay. Like, I, the thing is, I'm a very different... I realize that I'm very different than the other comics. And it's like... Not that much. Yeah, I was like... Because I don't... I just want stage time. Like, I don't care about booking things for money I, or anything like that. I mean, yes, it's nice. Well, the first time as, I got paid was very nice. But as the much thing as is, everybody talks about money, most of them... Everyone wants stage time. Yeah. I, yeah, I just love doing it. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, it's just like... The people that I know ruin things for me. <laughs> 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 they do. They suck the life out yeah, of it. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Not Kevin. Not Kevin. Well, Kevin. Stop asking her about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is not having an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't tell people. But I don't. Really? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, gloat about it. It's I so just, fun. Relationships are weird when it comes to stand-up and your significant other, like how they handle, like well, how you do comedy like I've had the situation where I've gone to a party and my girlfriend is like telling I'm like I'm not going to talk about stand up with these strangers but my girlfriend's like my boyfriend's a stand up comedian he has all these really awesome jokes and then starts doing my bits for me like at this yeah, party for people fun. I've never had that that's fun that is fun <laughs> you don't no. your face doesn't look like it's funnier it's not as much fun as why she's on. doing them though yeah. so then you can just be like well it's not exactly like you don't have to yeah. even if she's laugh, doing it verbatim do better. yeah it's like <laughs> actually it's a little funnier when I say it <laughs> and then when they're like we'll say it you go well I'm not gonna do material yeah I'm not doing right material now. no I feel like when you people want you to do you don't meet spot, you don't meet very few other there's very few other professions that exist where when you meet that person you're like hey what do you do okay now perform that deed right now <laughs> Doctors That's get so that. True. Do they? Well, doctors do. They're like, hey, they're look like, at my boil. <laughs> yeah. Do you think this is the herpes? I got a goiter. Like, <laughs> is this goiter. a goiter? <laughs> yeah, but you don't meet, like, a blacksmith. Or an accountant. I'm never like, <laughs> hey, man, uh, Kay Harris, accounting up my accounting shit, please. <laughs> Can you count my things? Can you account these things, please? Can you account for my stuff? Right? <laughs> But no, and then too, another reason that I wanted to do the show, is. like I'm thinking, is that like there is a ton of stuff that's happening in Spokane all of a sudden, but, and I want to be part all of everything. All of a sudden. <laughs> well, it feels like this year, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Am I wrong? No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're reaching so, a critical yeah. mass period. Okay. But, um... It's stuff that I want to be a part of, but it's not what I want to do in comedy. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to debate people or, like, roast them. Like, I want to write material to do an act. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah, but this, those things, I would say to you, I think that those things really help to generate things for your act. I used to have that idea in my head that, like, Mm -hmm. I just want to do stand, I just want to do my act and Mm -hmm. figure that out. And then... I just started doing things with friends. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the really thing is I don't want to be left out of anything. Like I was in right. a drinking debate. That's awesome. So it doesn't have. It doesn't have to. That doesn't have to be your act, like mm-hmm. the roasting or the debating. But yeah. it will contribute to like. Yeah. 
Even if it's just like how you act on stage. But what I'm saying is that I want to be a part of all of that, and I think it will help. But right. I need somewhere to do totally. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To do so your like, act. And there's no, there isn't like a show where it's just. I guess the showcase would just be doing your time. There's but, tons of places to just do your time. What are you talking about? Well, the I issue, don't get invited to any of those. <laughs> you don't get invited to Soulful Soups or Gina's. Oh, Soulful Soups is. The one pl- I've been there twice, but I look. I love Daniel room. Mills. Yeah, but Daniel Mills is my favorite. That, guy. Room. that room's is like the only fucking. Uh, it's a, in it's terrible, yeah. but that's something that's. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, dude, if you if you know, like, I did Soulful Soups last Wednesday and it wasn't great, but it mm-hmm. ended okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's about all yeah. you can ask for in that room, mm-hmm. and that is. I will still say that is not the least attentive audience I've ever performed for, though. Mm-hmm. By a long shot. <laughs> Even at that venue, I've performed for way worse audiences. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to... Doing jokes for three people is a part of it. See, it's not for me about the size of the crowd. Because the one time that I did really well there, there was like 12 people. Right. But the thing is, That's like... a lot for them. My material, uh-huh. which is like on different level stuff that I actually feel is, like, not meant for the crowd at Soulful Soups. Like, it's not meant for vegans and hipsters and liberals. But and you're gonna tell jokes to those people at some point. I know, but the thing is, it's, like, that room, at my point where I am right now in comedy, uh-huh. it's, like, I'm just trying to figure out who I am and what right. I want to say. Like, I really don't see the benefit of going to a room that's gonna hate who I am as a comic at th- this point in the game. Do you know what I mean? No. I don't think I've figured out... <laughs> I, don't. I don't feel like yeah. i figured out who I oh, am man. enough to, uh, like... You, don't, you, don't, you can't be that precious with I got it. I got it. <laughs> you gotta just so, do it, girl. I'm a little bit... I'm, like, barely out of Josh as far as time in it. But when I started doing open mics, it was only Uncle D's. was yeah. the only... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, right? Just comedy open mic where you just right. go up and it was comedy. Uh-huh. The rest of the time, I had to find wherever I could just stand on a stage and tell jokes in a mm-hmm. mic. Right. And that was actually a little hard to find, because some some of the music places didn't want you to do it. Right. If that's changed, I feel a little It bit. has, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I love Soulful Soups is because the first time I walked in there, Daniel was like, yeah, man, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care. Right? <laughs> it's like, is this going to uh, fill 15 minutes? Like better. Yeah, almost. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, what's great about that time that I, that I remember is just like, it's built into me that like, no matter what's going on, mm-hmm. it can be behind you to like, now that when I'm in crowds, just shit going down all over the place, like glasses breaking or like mm-hmm. Don clanking on bottles if he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't like your shit or you've been going too long yeah. now see I did it completely different like when I first started because it's going to be a year that I've been doing it next week yeah. and it's like when I first started it I went to all the rooms I went to yeah. um, the Good. checkerboard I went down to Brooklyn's for the drinking debate there I was at Chan's I tried out everything that there was hey. Sure. and then it's like I realized that I liked I got the best reception at D's Right. And I wanted to get a page a paid spot at D's. That was my only focus. Right. So pretty much after three months in, I went to just D's until he gave me a feature. 
And then it's like, that's all I did. So I had the feature there last month. And then it's like, right after I had the feature, all of a sudden it was like I was part back part of the drink and debate because we had won the last time. And then I got uh-huh. the V for Vulgar show. I got brought on to the, Tom brought me on to help with the Bing show coming out. So it was like, I didn't do what everybody told me to do, but I feel like I'm in an okay place for only being here a year. Do you know what I mean? I get yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I took a different path, but I got where I wanted to be. Yeah. And I didn't have to have vegans yell at me because my joke offended them. You get yelled at? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was uh, this guy with the dreadlocks down there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Where? Where? At Soulful Soups. Not yelling. I mean, he didn't, like, assault me in any way, but it's right. just like... Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. So you only want to tell jokes in rooms that are receptive to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's I, what I did for a year, I and I feel like it you. came out I encourage all right. you. <laughs> I, yeah, I encourage you to pursue that dream. <laughs> this is what, you, so this is what I'm saying, is that that's great mm-hmm. yeah. that you could find those places. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if you guys went to David Cross. No. 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 You know, I've been to the paid shows before. The one David people Cross got a lot, a lot of money to be there, and there are people who don't But even there, he sold out the theater, and people loved him, but people still just yell. Mm-hmm. People yell. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he's able to shut them down quickly. Mm-hmm. And that skill, I think, is only... I think you can only develop that in rooms where people hate you. Or, like, yeah. where it's just it's, it's just not chaos. Your, it's not your scene. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be able to... <laughs> it's like the best thing you can do as a white mm-hmm. comic to help yourself grow is do an all-black room. Like, I mean, if you can... I've heard about comics who are black who can't do all-black rooms. Well, right, but, dude, imagine... It's all, it's all about having chops. Like, you mm-hmm. have to... Yeah. To me, that's the best part of it. I, I like... I like to think about how I'm going to go to a more conservative city mm-hmm. and get them to laugh at jokes about taking acid. Mm-hmm. Like, that, to me, is the fun of it all. Because, like, there's no... Trust me, there's not no fun in telling... Like, at Conscious Culture Festival, mm-hmm. when I did my set to the people that I'm up there taking the drugs with, they fucking loved it. And yeah, that's rewarding, but there's a special, delicious, like, quality to making a crowd that is initially hostile to you like you. Because you're, like, you're taking this thing that might be threatening or foreign to them, and you're explaining it to them in such a human, like, in such a human way, like, with such humanity that, like, they're like, oh, well, fuck, I've had that feeling before. <laughs> I don't hate this fag. I'm a little jealous of you, Brandy. Why? Because <laughs> you got to start out with all these open, like... Yeah, six right? Six different rooms <laughs> and just go. And people are nice and laugh oh, most of the time. Uh, before... Right. They, uh, there used to be, before I started, when Tom and Jason started, that bar that is right by the... Uh, the the what's the concert venue downtown the shitty one <laughs> the knitting factory, factory. <laughs> that little bar they have off to the front of it oh um, yeah first uh-huh. tom said that that's where they used to do comedy that yeah. was like the other open mic uh-huh. so like that before i started there were those two and when i started there was just d's and like that's why i moved to seattle a couple of years in is because everything had collapsed yeah back josh moved to seattle and then chan started yeah. Uh, soulful soulful everything started up the second I left I was like really stoked that all it took was me leaving for Spokane to get cool but now I'm back so ha 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 um 
I remember when you came back. I think it was like sometime during when the Brooklyn debates were still open. I'm sure people the, were just like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Presuming to be a big deal. <laughs> you did yell at a couple of people. I know it's fun, <laughs> like Ying. Mm-hmm. And that's the last. Shows. That's the last we'll mention her, uh, because we've been talking for long enough yeah. that it's time to bring this to a close. Lovely. And you look like you're here. done, Brandy. I'm. What do you mean done? You look, your eyes look droopy. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are droopy. Are you guys having a great time or what? <laughs> it was a wonderful time. <laughs> you guys, you, Brandy, do you have any things that you'd like to plug? Probably again. Because we've already again. talked about him a little. I am going to be in the Bing show on the 13th, The Real Romance. Perfect. With everybody else. Yep. And then the V for Volber show on right. the 17th. Perfect. With everybody else. Love it. I should have memorized who was in That's fine. I didn't do it either. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think if anything else that I'm doing has a date already. I don't know. There's some other shit coming up. I have that problem all the no time. No definite date. Mm-hmm. I think there's an all-ladies show in April. I got asked to do something for the Ditch Kids. Fun. Cool. But, uh, yeah. Any social meds you want to plug? What do you mean? Any social meds you want to plug? Instagram, oh, Facebook. no. No, no way for people to get in touch with you or Christian follow Mingle. what you're doing? <sighs> they Plenty can look me fish. up on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Brandy Rarnbach. Randy Rarnbach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to spell that in the description, but I guess I'm going to have <laughs> I'm to. I'm guessing it starts with an R. Yeah. And it ends and with an R And then the rest is just German. <laughs> just yep. German. Just German. Just type a bunch of letters. Brandy R, German name insert. Aaron Weir, what about you, my man? I am going to do the feature at Soulful Soups on the February 10th. Excellent. I'm going to do the opening for... Uh, these at Uncle D's Comedy Underground at uh, the 13th. Future Yay. Act? I'm going to, f- no, no, I'm going to just open at the guest spot. Nice. The 13th yes. for the guest spot. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, right, guys? No, you'll do it. And yeah, um, it's in there. I've asked for like, I've been there three weeks in a row. Like, I really hope that it comes through. And um, I have a Facebook page. It's called Please Don't Watch Aaron Weirdo Stand Up. Awesome. Yeah, it's if you need to find it on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash jokes about AIDS. That makes so much uh, sense. <laughs> God, you just had to get a joke about AIDS in there, didn't you? Mm. Great. Great, Aaron. Great. No a, Twitter, no Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah, at U-R-N-W-U-R. At Ern Were. Perfect. Perfect. Ern Were. Perfect. Casey, what, what about uh, you? Uh, well, I think you and I are doing a little roast on oh, Valentine's yeah. Day. That's the truth. With our friend Nehemiah. Yep. A lot of the Hello. ten listeners might know him. Yep. Uh, at the, the observatory. Mm-hmm. Is that at eight? That's at eight. Eight o'clock. We're both it's booking you. it. Don't worry about that. It's, it's you and me. I think it's uh, we, we got, got Matt Dargan, Matt Slater. And we got... And I think Ken McComb, even. Yeah. And then, you I know, said. Aaron Fassbender might show up. Uh-huh. Our friend Missy Nerentz. Tony Burgess. And then there might be a super special guest coming in from Seattle, but that's about all I want to say about that, because I haven't heard back from him yet. Uh-huh. Any, uh, any other things? I'll also be at the Bartlett. Ooh, the Bartlett. February 25th. Hooray! At 8 p.m. with, uh, well, with you. I'm hosting. Uh-huh. Hooray! With our friend Daryl Burns. Daryl Burns! Uh-huh. Daryl Burns! 
And our other friend Kelly Hanna from Seattle. Yeah, dude, I'm really excited. I'm excited that we have that She's friends with our new friends, well, your old friend, from the Hug Life podcast. Oh, yeah. Mike Coletta and Monica Nevy. Sure. So if you know them, you'll love her. Casey and I both went to school with Mike Coletta at WSU. I was unaware of it. I know, and I was largely unaware of it, except (laughs) he knew a friend of mine named Lunchbox. Hmm. But that is a story for another time. Yeah. I think you've told it. I have. Yeah. Uh, what do you got going on, Josh? What do I got? Oh, wait. My social meets. Oh, yeah. Do your social meets, bro. Um, man, I think I just had a friend repost my photo on Instagram of my deviled eggs. Yeah, those were good. That were fried. No, you can't have the recipe. And, uh... Because <laughs> I need the recipe. Just be my friend on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And find me on... Uh, Twitter, under, it's just at Casey underscore strain. David Cross didn't respond to me. Bummer. Bummer. Even though I dropped Todd Barry's name. Hey, nice. Who showed up and was unimpressed (laughs) with our open mic. (laughs) Which open mic was it? Nito. Nito. Nito Burrito. Todd Barry was there, really? Yeah. He came in and bought a burrito when (laughs) I ended up having to work that night. Todd Barry came in. Looked, like slightly looked over at the comedy and then I think Phil was standing on a table at the time <laughs> trying to like rap <laughs> and he looked kind of disgusted about it oh that's okay it's alright um I got a show on Valentine's Day it's that roast we talked about uh huh and then I'll be on the 17th at the Big Dippers uh-huh. The Big Dipster for uh, the V for Vulgar. V for Vulgar. And then on the 25th at the Bartlett. That'll be fun. And then uh, we got another oh, showcase yeah. at the Observatory uh-huh. coming up on... First Wednesday. Might be a Wednesday, but it <laughs> might change because... Um, oh, the, the Spokane Club. Comedy Club is opening this March. Yeah. And their open mic is on Wednesday. Yeah. And not that I don't want to do it, but I don't want to compete with their very first open mic. Right. I think their response is going to be pretty sizable from yeah. the comedians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to work with them, not against them. Exactly. You know what I mean? So. How, how many people do you think are going to show up to the first? Every comic. Every comic. Every yeah, comic. People who don't do comedy. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Probably the room's going to hold 300, so I'd imagine they'll get at least 100. 100 comics. Jesus. (laughs) Right? Hey, you know what? You know what? You should have to deal with that for a little bit, because that's how it is basically everywhere else in the country. There might even be a bump list. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope there's a bump (laughs) list. Ooh. Ooh. Suck on it. And only three-minute sets, too. I almost guarantee you that's how they're going to start out. Yeah. That's Ooh, how it is everywhere. I love dude. a three-minute set. I think they're the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> oh, my uh, my I can't imagine what you have to do in three minutes. All Soshmeads are shimshammy. S-H-I-M-S-H-A-M-M-I-E. Twitter, Instagram, Yahoo Messenger, I'm sure. Candy Crush? No, I don't play oh. Candy Crush. I used to play World of Warcraft, but I don't anymore. Find me on Steam. <laughs> At Shim Shammy, and I'll play Counter-Strike with you, I guess. Um, that's it. That's all you got? Yeah. Oh! 
keep an eye out. We're going to have a new website here in a, in a while. Yeah. In yeah, a yeah. while. <laughs> that's well, all I got. That's what happens. Thanks for hanging out. Oh. Yeah. Randy, you look you look real tired over there. I'm good. You know you have to finish that, right? Is it the whiskey I or the weed? You have to finish that whiskey, Randy. Nobody here likes to drink whiskey. I have yeah. to go home eventually. We know, and that's why you have to finish that whiskey so you can get home. <laughs>